Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities, hosted by me, your charming and delightful host, Sean Leary. That's right, we give you unedited, uncensored, um, really just freeform conversation and dialogue with local newsmakers, everyone from artists to politicians. You get to hear it all here. I never edit this thing, as you can probably tell by some of the massive screw-ups that you've heard on this show. I press record and we're good to go. And today my guest for our freeform conversation is Ashley Rogers. She is a local illustrator and artist and she is also one of the organizers and the host behind the Planet Funk Con, which is coming up here on June 21st. Um, it is going up. Is it June 22nd as well? And June, and June 23rd. <laughs> so, the 21st through the 23rd, and it's where this year? It Was it Tax Slayer last year? It was the Slayer. Um, and this year we're doing it at the enormous uh, TBK Sports Complex in Bettendorf. Oh my god, you're, yeah, that's right, you're moving to the Betplex. Holy yeah. crap. It's really cool. It's it is very cool, very cool. We played soccer tournaments there, so that will be awesome. June 21st through 23rd, Planet Funk Con um, at the TBK Sports Sports Complex in Bettendorf, a.k.a. Betplex. So that's going to be going on. And um, Ashley, thank you so much for agreeing to appear on the show. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. And we're here in the middle of Starbucks, so if you hear music in the background, then that's why, and conversation in the background. So um, let's get started with, tell us all about Planet Funk Con, what's going on, why it's cool. Last year you had um, Nicholas Brennan from Buffy, who were some of the big guests that you're having this year around. Oh, and I should I should say, we at QuadCities.com are very proud to be a sponsor of Planet FunCon, and we are a um, sponsor of the uh, event this year as well. So, in a whole, you know, transparency, we are a sponsor of this event, and we're very happy to be so. So, tell me a little bit about it, Ashley. Yeah, so this is actually um, pretty crazy. This is actually the 10th year we've had this. It started out as just uh, Planet... Um, Mellow Blue Planet oh, was kind of the, the, the comic shop that got this all started. Tim Johnson is the owner of that shop. And then he got together with the Planet Funk guys, and we kind of morphed this event into what it is today. And it's, it's huge. Um, so this year, we have over, I think it's over 100 different comic book vendors, uh, people selling toys, um, action figures, just any kind of um, memorabilia. It, it, there's just so much for, for everybody. You don't have to be a comic book fan to really enjoy this. Even if you just like, you know, like the sci-fi movies, the genres, the horror, there's going to be, you know, something for everybody if you just like entertainment in general. Uh, this year, I'd say our biggest celebrity guest is um, Miley Flanagan. I always feel like I'm going to say her first name wrong. She is the the voice of Naruto. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge anime fan. I think it's really cool. I just have never had the, really, the chance to really to watch any of it. But she is the voice of that character, and that's a huge anime. And she's also, I get to, i got to see a little bit of this on YouTube, she's also on a Disney Channel show called Lab Rats, which is actually a live-action show where she's an actor on the show, so that's really cool. And um, also, um, Butch Patrick, I'm not sure, this is a pretty old, going back uh, just a few years, the Munsters TV show. So he was Eddie Munster. He was Eddie Munster, yeah, that's right. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, another guest is Corey Means, and he was the voice of Frylock from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, for those oh, of you yeah. who remember that. Yeah, I love that cartoon. For sure. Um, another person who I'm pretty excited about is Arthur uh, Sudam. He is an artist who um, worked on 
freaking everything. Um, you'll remember him. He did a lot of, um, I believe it was X-Men. He also uh, was an artist on Heavy Metal, which was a com an animated series and I believe also a comic book. Michael Golden is going to be here? You're gonna, you've got Michael Golden? I believe we do. Where's that written down there? Right there next, <laughs> right there next to it. There's so many different people. He was actually one of my favorite artists for Marvel. Was he? Oh, yes. So he, yeah, I think he's the X-Men one that I'm thinking of. And Arthur Sudom was the Marvel Zombies. Mm -hmm. The Marvel Zombies uh, collection is what I'm thinking of. And then uh, take a look here. We have so many artists. I'm trying to not miss any of them, any of the big ones. Another guy who I'm really excited about. Where is he? Stephen Bayer. He um, does these gorgeous um, illustrations of um, old school movie stars like Marilyn Monroe. I bought a, a, a drawing he did a few years ago of Elvira. He just does the most gorgeous like airbrushed women um, illustrations and he's going to be there. I'm actually going to be doing a, a panel with an artist panel with him just like random Q&A questions about you know what we like what we don't like kind of our experiences how we got started you know and how people can who want to get started as artists kind of where you start and you know what you should do to get your, your, your your name out there and how to um, just just basically get started and, and and basically follow your dreams and cool stuff like that. Oh oh my gosh, I can't forget. <laughs> You've this. forgotten something forget else, this. Ashley. It keeps popping into my mind. Um, your your description of the event is bordering on subpar. Oh my goodness! Last year we had who was it? We had a pro rest. I actually missed last year because, you know, I had to have a baby. So that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> so I missed last year's. So we actually got, this year, we got from um, 80s Wrestling, the Nasty Boys. I don't know if anybody uh -huh. remembers the Nasty Boys, but they're going to be there. So that should be pretty entertaining for sure. I believe they're just going to be doing, I'm not sure if they'll have a panel, but they'll be walking around, probably doing a Q&A, taking pictures, doing autographs, stuff like that. So that should be fun. Well, that's one of the things, like, I... <laughs> People need to realize that this is a big deal. You guys get some big names. Um, I know a lot of times people think of like, oh, it's a local comic convention. You know, all they've got is like a bunch of local artists and comic book shops from around the area selling stuff. But you guys actually get some pretty big celebrities in terms of you know the comic, sci-fi, anime genres. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that we get the people that we do. It's really cool. I think the Quad Cities is actually is becoming you know a bigger you know stop I feel like it's the, the word is getting out about our area and that's how we're able to get these these people to come in and and do this for us and I think they really enjoy it they really enjoy coming to kind of a smaller town and you know not having to you know the big city conventions you feel like there's so much I feel like this is probably maybe a little bit more relaxed mm -hmm. you know more of an intimate environment and, and just a lot of fun for them um, I also wanted to share that we have two uh, costume contests. I believe they are both on Saturday. We have an adults costume contest, like a cosplay contest, whatever you want to call it. it. It doesn't have to be like any certain genre. It can be any costume that you would want to dress up as. The adults costume contest has a price of 600, 600 bucks, which is pretty cool. And then we also have a kids co uh, cosplay competition, which I'm getting to host, so I'm so excited. <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing little kids dressed up it's just awesome they get so so into their characters are you gonna dress your kids up oh maybe I don't know my I feel like if I dressed up my son as the Hulk which is his favorite character it would just be chaos he would just be Hulk smashing <laughs> everything in sight so we'll see we'll see maybe 
Um, yeah, my son used to. Whenever we go to comic book conventions, he's he dress up as usually as a Star Wars character. But now he's eleven, and so it's getting to that. He's on the cusp of that. Yeah, maybe I don't want to dress up like uh, Kylo Ren this year type. But I know it is. It's one of those things where it's kind of like you're almost sad. Where it's like we've already passed that. You don't really want to go trick or treating. Or if you do go trick or treating, it's like oh, I want to be a soccer player or something. You know, something that's you know I don't have to dress up. So it, it's always interesting when kids reach that age where you're like, what age is it going to be that this is going to be the last time that they're doing something like this? They'll regret it later for sure. I mean, I regret it. I mean, sometimes I wish I was young so I could do this all, do it all over again. You know. But now you can. I mean, anybody right. can. I mean, yeah. with cosplay, there's so many people that are getting into it, and it's becoming more mainstreamed. Whereas before, it was just the cliche of like you know the comic book guy showing up, you know, dressed as Doctor Who, you know, or something like that. But now there are so many more people that are doing it. Yeah, it's huge. We actually have, I think, two or three big name cosplayers who have thousands of followers on Instagram. It's amazing. People are, are they just love it, you know? But these people put so much work into their costumes. It's really quite amazing. So we have those people who will also be walking around, um, taking pictures, giving autographs, stuff like that. Um, one of them, Sally Quinn Cosplay, she'll be doing hosting of the adults um, cosplay competition, and she does some really amazing costumes herself. Yeah, I'm friends with the Bornhoffs, and oh, so they've gotten me to... Stephen Chris, Steven yeah. Chris, and so I've, I've cosplayed with them, and I've done, like, Star Wars stuff a number of times. And it's always fun. I mean, the funnest part is, like, when kids see you. Oh, absolutely. You know, when kids see you in costume, they're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I mean, it's really neat, you know? Yeah, hopefully Stephen and Chris show up with, with their Star Wars gear for the adult costume contest. They do some pretty amazing things. Uh, so one other thing, we're also going to be doing a live video game tournament, which is going to be just PC gaming. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the games are where they're going to be playing. Are you going to be doing Fortnite? Oh, I think that is one of them. Thank you so much for saying that. I'm so out of the loop. My kid, oh my god, he's not playing. He's not old enough to play that yet. But That's true. Your kids are still young. My son and his friends, like they will watch the. I mean, it's it's so interesting to me. There are channels and they cover it like it's a sport, like it's a like sport, like it's ESPN, where they have like. I mean, I was watching this sports cast and it was a video game sports cast. It was the most fascinating thing to me that they're actually. I mean, the graphics look exactly like because he and I watch soccer all the time. We watch like Premier League and everything, and the graphics were almost exa- identical, to, like the Premier League analysis. And here you see where he did this and he did this and blah blah blah. Um, it's like they're showing highlights of a video game. Of like somebody playing Fortnite. It's just, it's so fascinating that that's where society has gone. And obviously that's, I don't see it going away. Because there are so many kids who see this. They're even talking about having V games at the Olympics. Where like people who are playing are professional video gamers are going to be part of the Olympics. That's too funny. See, I mean, don't you remember being a kid and playing like a two-player with your friend and yes. just you couldn't wait for them to die uh, yeah. so you can get the controller? Uh, now it's the exact opposite where you want to watch someone else play a game. My yeah. four-year-old does it. I'm like, what the hell are you watching? But I mean, if you love doing that, this is for you. You can you can play. You can watch other people play. I believe there's cash prizes for the winner. So yeah. Come on down. It's a Fortnite, and I believe there's a few other um, PC gaming tournaments that are going to be going on. So that's pretty exciting, dude. This is going to be one of those things where, like, you're like, oh yeah, I guess they're like we're, we're sitting here talking. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I guess we're having this like little video game thing. Blah blah blah. I bet I will bet you right now. We're at Starbucks. I'll bet you. 
a drink of your choice, and you'll have to buy me a drink of my choice, <laughs> that this ends up being like huge. Oh, yeah. That there's going to be like a crap ton of people that show up, and you're going to be stunned at the number yes. of people. Once the word gets out that there is a Fortnite competition at this event, yes. there's probably going to be like a line out the door of people yeah. wanting to play. Or watch. Just yeah. watch the Fortnite players. Yeah, that's that's how far removed I am from, from the gaming world. So, yeah, I did, they did, like, the owner did mention, like, make sure you talk about the gaming, because <laughs> it's going to be a huge thing. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, there literally is something for everybody. So, I've had people say, well, I don't really like comic books. It doesn't matter. You know, and if anything, it's something to do. Get your kids out of the house. Do something fun, you know. And there's also... Um, at the TBK, which is actually really cool, there's also a uh, arcade. I had no idea oh, they have an arcade. So there's so much cool stuff at the TBK. It's really, really cool there. Yeah, yeah. I took a tour, and it's amazing. So, yeah, there's something for everybody. And um, you can get a day pass, or you can get a weekend pass, which is also really cool. And then um, starting at, I believe, gosh, uh, let me check my notes here. Like I said, my memory... Is long gone. I believe it starts around eight o'clock. We actually have an after-hours event for adults only. It's uh, I believe it's eighteen plus, or it might actually be twenty-one plus. Check the website, QCPlanetFunkCon.com. We are going to have uh, the Moonshine Burlesque Girls do a show. Where we're having a DJ competition, and we're also going to be having the this improv the improv troupe I can't think of their show name. us your pokeballs show us your pokeballs I was going to say something about pokemon I'm like that's not right <laughs> yeah the show us your pokeballs uh, comedy improv so yeah it is 18 plus sorry correct myself it is plus 18 show so that'll be really great and their show is actually on Friday from 7.45 to 8.45 p.m. and if you buy a day pass that includes the, the, the after hours um, adult convention as well Okay, I've got to ask you about this patch, which no one else can see. It says Frequent Crier Program, <laughs> Lifetime Member, and there's a picture of an eagle with a tear, a single teardrop. Okay, what is the origin of this patch? Oh, that's just me crying for no reason all the time. Just oh, okay. I thought it had something to do with Ghost Crier. I was going to say, are those guys ever involved in these events? No, do you know those dudes? I know those guys. Yeah, I know Aaron. Me and Aaron actually dated way, 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 way <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> back when I think I was around 18, 19 years old. Yeah, they're great. They're really awesome. I, man, I wish they were a part of this. That would be pretty cool as well. Yeah, they... hit them up. You should. They actually do a video show for our site. For, um, really? for QuadCities.com. Yeah, it's obviously it's on, like, you know, ghost hunting. For Go sure. figure. But, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, Aaron G. Thompson, we're talking to you. Come on down. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how, you know, you guys go about, how long does it take to put this event together? And how do you go about, like, picking people that are going to be at the event and, and what you're going to feature at the event? Sure. So they, um, Steve Ash and Marcus Gray are really the, the creators of this event. I'm here just to host, greet people, talk about it, um, but they are the masterminds. And they work on this, gosh, a year in advance, if not more so. The minute the last one ends, they're working on the next one. Basically just, just reaching out, kind of seeing what's popular and seeing kind of, you know, who shows interest, you know, and just what it takes to get people here. And it is a lot of work. Oh, just, yeah. you know, to fly them in, you know, um, hotel stays and things like that. And just all the coordination is just a huge, huge job all by itself. You know, I can't imagine.
imagine. So yeah, um, I wish they were here to talk a little bit about that. I don't know terribly a ton about that, but I know it is a, it is a lot of work, and we're so glad that we did get the people that we did, that we got for this year. Now, how did you get involved with it? So I started out just as a simple volunteer um, with Tim Johnson when it was just uh, a planet. Uh, Mellow Blue Planet Mellow thing. Blue Planet. Yeah, I know. Tim. I know Tim. He's a good guy. We called it um, um, uh, QC Planet Con. Yeah. There was no funk, no. minus the funk. So we started actually back our very first convention. I believe was in 2011 at Skellington Manor in the, in the banquet hall. We covered. I covered that for Yahoo. Actually, that was when I was writing for Yahoo. And then the next year, at that after I'd started, get your good news and um, or wait. No, get your good news was before that. Yeah, I covered that for Yahoo for like the local Quad City Yahoo thing. Yeah, it was awesome. We did it in this this this, the small banquet hall. I think we did it at Skellington for two or three years. Um, And we had just like local artists. We had some a few artists who traveled in from Chicago and you know places further away, who were able to kind of get you know involved in it and. It just, it's grown every single year. And then we moved to the um, Holiday Inn in Rock Island, and it got a little bit bigger. We started doing contests, costume contests, uh, doing a couple Q&As. And it wasn't until, I believe, last year that we really had celebrity guests, you know, bigger names. Just because we got the, you know, Marcus and Steve, they joined Tim and kind of became this kind of amazing nucleus that it is today. And I've just been a volunteer all along. And then this year they asked me to do some announcing, which I had done in the past. I had done announcing for the different events that were going to happen. And, you know, just my, I guess my coordinating skills were... Or what they were after in the long run. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of it. It's really, really awesome. So why the heck should people come out and spend their hard-earned money and their valuable time of their lives at this event, Ashley? Give us a give us a pitch to those people listening right now. Oh, for sure. I mean... As if everything we've said so far isn't enough. Right? That they're still teetering on the edge. I still don't know if I'm going to go or not. Okay. Can Ashley provide any information that's going to push me over the edge? So, I mean, this is to keep this convention here. So you don't have to go to Chicago if you want to go see a comic convention or go even further away. It's to keep this convention here. It, I mean, all the proceeds, I mean, they go towards just doing it all over again. And it's something to do. It's something fun. Go out, take your kids, something to experience. And that's kind of how I look at it. It's not just an event. It's an experience. You know, you'll be able to meet these people, take pictures, you know, have all these memories. Maybe find the comic book that you were looking for all these years or that toy you were looking for for all these years. And just a good time. You know, there's no reason not to. And it might rain, so you never know. You got that, too. And it's indoors, so there you go. (laughs) It's indoors. (laughs) I'm I'm looking for a copy of X-Men 94. That's not going to be, like, too much money. But it'll be interesting to see if I can find it. Um, Anything else that you would like to talk about in regard to the festival? Are you going to be doing anything in regard to your own art at the festival? Well, you know, I'm, I've gotten back into doing um, portraits and things like that, so I'll have my business cards out if anybody wants to take one and, and give me a shout out if they if they're looking for a um, a commission. I'm all about it right now. Now that my kids are at an age where I can sort of have somewhat of a, a <laughs> normal existence, you know. But uh, no, I mean, just for me, I'll be there doing announcements, uh, helping people out, answering questions. Um, so yeah, uh, look for me and don't don't be afraid to say hey. Now, how did you get into art, and how did you get into comics and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff? Gosh, it's a good question. Um, I've always been into art. Art was always my favorite um, class in school. Um, I've been doodling forever. I just would just doodle for fun, you know. 
I started to do kind of uh, observational type humor, like doodles about my kids, like crazy shit that they did, or just funny things that I would see, you know, and I would kind of try to recreate it, because I feel like somehow it's funnier to, like, look at something in a, in a in an illustration than it is in a picture sometimes. I don't know why. So I always do these, these kind of, like, rough you know, kind of almost shitty doodles because I thought they were just funny. People thought they were funny as well. And then one day I randomly just did a, a drawing of my there's a There's a business name. Almost shitty doodles. There you go. Yeah. Not, we're not quite shitty, but almost shitty. No, they were, they were actually pretty shitty. I was giving myself some credit. Even better name. Pretty shitty doodles. <laughs> pretty shitty doodles. Yeah, I might change my, my name uh, completely now. But I, I expect royalties, Ashley. Right? <laughs> release credit. Now we got to see if that domain is free. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did a doodle of, of my family, and I had a couple friends who were like, yeah, me too, me too, I want one. And I started doing them for my friends, and then I kind of put it out there, and now I do them for people I don't even know. So, Which is actually more fun, because people that I don't know are less likely to be critical. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I do them for people that I know, it's like, well, you know, make me a little thinner, make my nose a little smaller, and stuff like that. But it's, just, it's so much fun. It's just, it's something that I just like to do on the side, and it's, it's, it's got me to you know meet more people and you know shit there really isn't much more to say <laughs> I just doodle hell <laughs> who are some of your favorite artists oh gosh and who would you like to meet like who you know who do you wish like if you could like put your dream schedule out there I guess ask my, answer my first question like who some of your favorite artists are and then you'll probably have some of them on the second question of who would, your dream schedule would be well shit now my the only thing I can think of is Trey Parker that's it oh, that's, that's it awesome. if I could meet Trey that would be just not Matt Stone just Trey Parker just Trey I love you Matt but it's all about Trey this is vo- the voices that he does and just I mean they started out doing just super shitty you know animation and then you know once they got the money they were able to clean it up and make it look good and just the references and just how they're able to keep stuff so fresh and relevant and not give up you know because the biggest thing it's so easy to give up it's so easy to just not want to do it anymore because I mean day by day I'm tired and I have all these ideas in my head you know but I just don't got the time and somehow they find the time to do it and I just I envy that I envy that so much I need that motivation (laughs) I just don't have it you know but I guess you know this isn't my full-time job so that makes a difference too you know I would love to be able to to you know do this for a living and there's always that thought that you could but it's just it's a scary thing to kind of just quit and just put your name out there and say hey this is what I do you know and take those commissions in and hopefully you know that works out but as far as some of my other favorite artists my all-time favorite um, is Michael Turner. He did the most gorgeous um, illustrations of DC, and, and I think he did a couple Marvel women. Um, his Supergirl, his Catwoman, they're just amazing. Um, but he passed away of cancer year, years ago, so he just, you know, I have to look back at his, you know, older stuff and just, you know, it motivates, motivates me for sure. What are some of the first comic books you remember reading, and who are some of your favorite characters? So, my all-time favorite Supergirl. I've been collecting her her comics for years. So I have boxes and boxes, and I still actually get them in the mail. <laughs> um, other than that, I really love X Men. I really love Rogue. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a Rogue cosplay. It's kind of a mini cosplay, or a, or I could say a shitty cosplay, where I'm not doing like a full. Not pretty shitty, like actual full on shitty. Yeah, it's it, because I don't want to do. I mean, ten years ago, maybe I would have put on a spandex suit, but after two kids. 
it ain't going to happen. So See, that's why I didn't have any kids myself. I, you know, right, yeah, I didn't want to, right, I didn't want to ruin my chances of uh, cosplaying Rogue in my spandex suit. So, yeah, I, I went and, like, married uh, a woman to have her, you know, bear, bear a child. So I didn't have to, you know, ruin my own, like, girlish figure. So that was, that wasn't was, that good strategy, that Ashley? Blue. That was very, very nice of her, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means you can still come and you can you can do right, right, yeah. <laughs> no excuses for you no excuses for me she, yeah so yeah i'm doing a little a little rogue cosplay it's kind of a street clothes rogue um that i'm actually like i finally got out the sewing machine for the first time in two years and i did a little did a little stitching so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see how it comes out hopefully it's all right i'll let the cosplay professionals judge me <laughs> See what they think. <laughs> I know that this. I'm, I'm shooting for pretty shitty. Are you shooting for pretty shitty, shitty, or what was the other one? Fairly shitty, or well, maybe pretty shitty. So I look pretty, but it's not. You know, it's still a little shitty. We have we have we have professional cosplayers there, so I don't need to be held to such a high standard. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't don't judge me against the rest of these people. Yeah, I'll point you to the real cosplayers. And I because I, I wanted to do something. I, this is the, I've actually never done a cosplay before, so I thought it would be fun to not just be there and announce and just wear like the Planet Funk Con shirt. I wanted uh-huh. to kind of you know stand out a little bit, do a little something something extra. So you didn't just want to cosplay as Ashley Rogers. Fuck no, I'm, I'm Ashley Rogers every day. We gotta change go. it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have this little streak in my hair that I'm trying to, to hide for, for my rogue here that I just cannot handle. <laughs> so, what do you think about the movies? Um, especially, I mean, obviously, Endgame came out, and at this point, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, whatever. You haven't seen it? Oh, you haven't seen it? Seriously? You haven't? Okay, I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Okay, I won't say anything, you know. Um, Butch Patrick shows up as Eddie Munster, but I'm not gonna. Aside from that, I'll I'll spoil that for you. I've seen the Munsters, but I have not seen Endgame. I just I actually just saw Infinity War on Netflix. But that's what happens when you have like with little kids, right? Little kids, you don't get to do shit, and I'm not complaining, but that's just the way it is. Oh, I know. I mean, like like I said, my son's 11 now, but like when he was little, I didn't like. I mean, it even now, like for example, I've got to watch what he watches. Like I'm watching Daredevil on Netflix, then he he like. Is not watching it because it's too violent. Sure. You know, I mean, it's at, it's at that point where it's like, okay, we can go to like the Marvel movies that are PG thirteen because I mean, there's a certain amount of violence, like Infinity War, or whatever. But Daredevil, it's like mega bloody and violent, yeah. but it's just like the Frank Miller comics, which is cool about it. It's very cool. If you've not watched Daredevil on Netflix, I highly recommend I it. To you totally it. need to see it. Um, but yeah, obviously, your kids are way too young to watch it. So I, I've got to watch it like late at night. After he's asleep, um, but but yeah, it's the same thing. Like you know, once the kids get a little older, then they're gonna want to see Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. What kind of things are your kids into now, and how can you see? You know, obviously, it's kind of a unique thing. You get to relive these these things that you enjoy through the eyes of your children, which is always a lot of fun. What are they kind of into now, and what are you really looking forward to introducing them to? So it was 100% cartoon, had to be animated for like the first three years of his life, and which is okay, because you get to relive, you know, the cartoons that you liked, you know, like we never watched like the shitty, I feel bad, <laughs> I never let him watch like Caillou, or like any of like the really like shitty kid, kitty kid TV shows. I just skipped them. I'm like, let's watch Shrek, you know, because Shrek's funny and it's a cartoon, you know, so he would watch stuff like that. He loved those movies. 
and now he's finally into action figures. It was almost like a light switch. He went from like no live action to I like this, and uh, he's so into the Avengers. He's so into the Hulk. How old is he? He's he just turned four. Okay, yeah, that's. He is Hulk smash all day long, so it's really cool. So now I can finally kind of get to watch other types of movies. Like last night I watched King Kong, which was actually really violent. So I had to fast forward through a lot of parts, but he doesn't get bothered by like the the violence of like T Rex and Hulk and. And King Kong fighting, like he loves it. So we rewound and watched that like a million times. So he's really into that and Jurassic Park, which scares the shit out of me. He just—I think it's a boy thing. It just doesn't phase them. They just don't get scared by that stuff. But um, no, it's really cool to be able to like you know relive you know the stuff that I like. And um, McDonald's had these Avengers toys, and I've been going on like eBay and like buying sell sites and like spending way too much money on McDonald's toys, you know, uh. almost for myself, you know. <laughs> but you know, I have these. He was like, oh, he likes it now. So I have it, all the, I have about 10 of them lined up in his bedroom. So it's just really cool it's that he's getting into, you know, comics and stuff now. And not, not so much, obviously, the, the, the comic books, but the movies. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's really, it's so refreshing mm-hmm. to get out of cartoon world for a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. Did you ever go through the Caillou phase? I have no idea what that is. You're better off for that. I think, I think I See, I didn't either. My son, actually, he had pretty good taste in terms of things, yeah. and I kind of steered him towards like stuff like Oswald and Yo Gabba Gabba mm-hmm. and Thomas the Train Engine That's and stuff like that. Really? That stuff is actually pretty good. Okay. Oswald is really, really cool, and it's got the most eclectic cast of voice actors. It's actually a really, really neat cartoon um, for little kids, like real little kids, and um, Yo Gabba Gabba is really funky, too. They've got, like, it's obviously like a New York-based cartoon. Yeah, I thought it was they always have, like, like, Barney, but, like, the jump No, it's totally... No, no, no. No. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all true. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Barney is absolutely awful. Caillou... Um, it was on, like, my son fell asleep, and I we watched a little bit of Caillou, and I was like, good God, this is awful. And yeah. thankfully, my son didn't like it either. He was like, this is, he obviously thought it was stupid. Um, Thomas, he was mega into Thomas for a while, and I'm surprised. Like, most kids will, like, be in that transportation well, my stage. My son is named Thomas, so I also wanted to... Maybe that's why, he, yeah. <laughs> Did, was he, like, really into cars and trucks and all that stuff like for a little Disney's while? Cars, yep. Uh-huh. loves those movies, yeah, but those yeah. are fun. So, yeah. like, like, cars, toys. Story. He loves stuff like that. So we, I think on Amazon we own like 50 Disney movies. Mm-hmm. But it was all good because it was entertaining. It was just like the mind-numbing shows. Right. Like the TV shows that I really tried to avoid. Because I'm like, I have the power. Well, you some know. of them are. Some of them are absolutely awful. He liked Ninja Turtles for a little bit. But now he doesn't really like it. It's weird. It's like hit or miss. You never know what he's, what he's going to like next. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool to be able to relive it. But now I have a girl, so we'll see what, what's going to happen there. Yeah, right. As far as like the girly shows or if she's going to, you know, like the comics too, mm-hmm. like the superheroes and stuff. But there's some cool chick superheroes, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, especially now. Uh, um, what do you think about that? Like, there seems to be like more of an emphasis now, and there's more of an equality in terms of superhero superhero representation, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Especially like with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene, and I'm not really spoiling it for you. No, I won't. But there's a scene in Endgame where like they show like a lot of like. The female yeah. heroes are all kind of lined up, you know. In one of the, the, I, I'm sure it's not spoiling to say there's a big no, battle against no, Thanos. So, um, in in one of those scenes, as they show like all the female superheroes, and they don't make it like there's not like a a, a, a subtitle crawl. It's like 
female representation. Yeah, it's exactly. just obvious. Yeah, like if you're yeah. watching it, you're going, "Oh wow, cool!" It's like all the exactly. Yeah, it was. Sure. It's kind of neat. And you see, like all of the the mm-hmm. female superheroes they have. It's really kind of cool. Yeah. What is that like for? For you, being a female like comic fan, a fan of the genre, and just stereotypically, I mean, you look at like the comic book guy from The Simpsons and stuff. Stereotypically, it's been like you know a nerdy guy mm-hmm. who's typically been your typical comic book fan. What's yeah. that like? I think it's great, and I think now with social media, you see that we are there. You know what I mean? With before, it's like you kind of had to wait to see it, you know, in movies and TV and stuff like that. And now I feel like with social media, you see that there's so many female fans going to the conventions and posting on I mean there's so many geeky girl Instagram accounts I think it's just so great that we're you know our voices are out there and and shows you know with the Captain Marvel movie and even like the the the, the shows that are on I believe it's CW the Supergirl show they're making a bat a bat girl a bat woman show which looks really awesome so I feel like yeah it's I feel like it's always kind of been there because even in the 80s we had the Supergirl movie it wasn't the greatest you know but I feel like it's, there's always been a little a tinge of, of equality in there always you know but even more now which I think is great I think it's awesome I think one of the biggest turning points was Buffy the Vampire Slayer honestly yeah. it really was because the the females in that show were all very strong mm-hmm. complex characters yeah whether it was Buffy, Willow, Anya, whoever, they were all very complex, and there was never really any differentiation between, like, I mean, like, a lot of times you were talking about Disney shows, and it's always like, here's the stupid dad and the precocious kids and the mom who knows everything, and that's way oversimplistic, whereas, like, you look at a show like Buffy and the characters you had, it wasn't just, oh, they're a, a, a woman and they're like this, or they're a man and they're like this. You have different kinds of characters and different character traits within and the gender of the person was almost superfluous. It was it didn't really matter. So I think that was really kind of where things started. Um, what were some other shows that you watched growing up that maybe like you know you're like oh wow cool this is like this is for me too this isn't just like a male dominated field or something like that given the fact that like I said. You know, for a long time, that was sort of the stereotype that that was like, oh, it's a bunch of like, you know, dudes or whatever. That's a really good question. It makes me think. Hmm. I wish I didn't have such a terrible, terrible, terrible memory. Um, I don't know. I've always, I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but like, Growing up, I watched a lot of sitcoms. <laughs> you know, it sounds really weird. Like, Roseanne is, like, my all-time favorite show. So I'm actually still watching that on, like, DV- on a mini DVD player while my son is watching whatever shit he wants to watch, you know, so he can be equal, you know. And so I always felt, you know, even, you know, with her mistakes that she's made, you know, recently, you know, looking back, that doesn't take a- that away from me, from, you know, who she was, you know, as a strong female character so she's always been someone I've I've looked up to and I really love her her old you know show on ABC um trying to think of some more I mean I really I loved X-Men animated series when I was growing up and I felt like all the female characters in that were just as strong as as the male characters I felt like there was no real separation of like the man's gonna come in and save you you know she kind of has holds her own um like Supergirl has always been, you know, kind of like my staple hero that I've always really been just really kind of obsessed with. And I've always felt like she was just as strong as Superman, you know. And um, even though there wasn't really like a show that I watched, I just, I was really more into, you know, 
just reading the actual comics and graphic novels growing up. I wasn't I wasn't too much really into a lot. I mean, I was kind of outside playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? There wasn't a whole lot of sitting at home and, and watching TV when I was growing up. We didn't have cable, you know, stuff like that. So kind of living in my own head a little bit, you know, outside playing, doing my own thing, you know, beating up the boys. <laughs> So what has been your favorite adaptation, whether on television or on film, in terms of uh, the comic book genre? Hmm. You know, DC has always been my favorite. I've always been a big DC fan, but I feel like Marvel has done a way better job when it comes to the films, which kind of bums me out because... You know, I feel like Superman has such an amazing story. I mean, it's Superman, for crying out loud. You know, and his movies, I mean, they're all right, but they didn't feel like they really did justice to the character. You know, so I would have to say, you know, definitely the Avengers. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I just, I mean, I haven't seen Endgame yet, but Infinity War was so, even my husband, who's not that into it, we sat and we watched, and he's like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, like, the humor that's mixed in, you know, with the action, and it's sad. Like, you're laughing and crying. If you're laughing and crying in the same movie, I think they've done a really great job. So, yeah, that's, I'd have to go with that. And I haven't seen as many of the X-Men that I want. I just feel so, I don't get to see anything, you know? <laughs> Damned kids. But, um, yeah, that's my, that's my answer. Hopefully there wasn't a thousand ums in that, because that's my pet peeve, and I do it myself. It drives me crazy. I'm going to listen to this and hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of it is because they actually hire real actors. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, Robert Downey Jr., you know, all these people who have actually, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Jeremy Renner, you know, all these guys who have actually, like, been nominated for uh, Academy Awards and people who are, like, legit actors. Pick the right ones, though. I mean, I get the fact of, like, wanting a new face because you don't want to see Superman and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. You don't want to think of him as the guy from that whatever, you know? But somehow with Robert Downey Jr., he, like, becomes that character, and you don't think about the other characters right. that he played. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's a hard one because I get both sides of it, you know. So, But I really do like Henry Cavill. I think he's a good cast. He looks good. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're missing, like, that emotional piece that the other ones seem to have. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, absolutely. I mean... Robert Downey Jr. is amazing. I was actually just watching the the um, I think it was the mean tweets with all the Avengers, and yeah. there wasn't one for him because <laughs> like uh-huh. nobody says anything mean about him. I thought that was too too cute. So, what do you think about uh, Pattinson being the new Batman? <sighs> I don't know. That that is my answer. I don't know because I don't. I mean. I, I haven't really seen him in much other than Twilight, yeah, which I don't like. But he's not a bad actor, you know, and he's not bad looking. I try. I guess I just try to think of him from Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, and kind of keep that. I think I don't want to judge. Let's just see what he does, you know. I mean, in one way, I'm kind of sick of them just recycling Batman a little bit, you know. It's kind of like, ugh, how many Batmans are there going to be? And just kind of leave it. Maybe give it, take a break or something. I'm not. Am I excited? Not really. You know, I think I'm just, in a way, I'm kind of over it. But I will see it, and we'll see how he does. There's really no judgment at this point. 
Well, I think that's part of the problem with DC's movies is that you look at Marvel and there's an overarching plot line. I mean, all 22 movies were yes, leading to Infinity War. And they had an idea of, like, this is what we're going to do. And they all kind of go together. Whereas DC's is like, oh, shit, I guess we'll do this one now. And there's, like, four different freaking super... Every other year, there's, like, a freaking new Superman and the new Batman. And, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard to become attached to any particular character or actor when it's not like at one point you did. You had Christopher Reeve. Oh, he's Superman, you know, and everybody identified with him, and they yeah. sort of, you know, he had a humanity to them that pe- to him that people connected to. Whereas, like now, it's just like, oh well, who's going to take on the the costume next? And you just don't have that connection yes. the same way like you do with Robert Downey Jr. became Tony Stark. Exactly. He's like so ubiquitous with the, you know, it to- in terms it, yeah. of Tony Stark, you feel it that he's like he he encompasses that character. You don't get that from any of the DC. Although Christian Bale was freaking was, awesome as he was, Batman. He was great, and you you were kind of getting that emotion with yeah. him, and then boom, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Then it's Ben Affleck, and you're like, what the hell? And then it's boom, it's somebody else. So yeah, I really, I totally agree with that. I think that's where you're kind of losing that connection with the characters, which makes you not like the movie as much. Right. It just doesn't have the same feel. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they can just find people to stay, yeah. you know, in those roles and and, and, and build some growth. So yeah, that's that's why I, that's why I can say like it's gonna be maybe I'm kind, I'm not just not excited like I don't really I saw the picture and I just didn't care you know what I mean I was kind of like that's kind of weird but we'll see what he does you know I'm just kind of I'm over the constant overturn right you know so yeah it doesn't really feel like Batman when he's like out of the suit you know the next time right, right. yeah exactly. it's weird it feels weird yeah yeah although. I don't know. As good as Robert Downey Jr. is as Iron Man, and it's it's some he he may be the most perfect casting of them all. But Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is just got to be one A yeah. because oh my god, he's just perfect for that I feel role. Like that's just his personality yes, anyway. Yes. You know what I mean? You almost don't feel like he's playing a character. Like if you see his Instagram, he's always like posting shitty pictures of his wife and uh-huh. saying mean shit. But he's just doing it to be you know he's just a right. goofball right. in general. He just seems yeah yeah that's great. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Batman and Superman, they just can't get their shit together, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so what do you, I mean, one of the other things we kind of touched upon is the fact that um, a lot of this stuff, like geek culture, has become so popular. Um, it's become so mainstream accepted. I mean, even cosplay, yeah. it's become more mainstream accepted. Whereas, like, even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, again, it was kind of on the periphery. It was sort of like, you know, oh, it's a bunch of, like, dudes who live with the parents, who live in the parents' basement and yeah. stuff. And now you see, like, more women becoming involved with it. You see, like, it's more mainstream, more mainstream people getting involved with it. Um, how does that feel to be somebody who's grown up, <clears throat> who grew up when it was kind of, like, on the periphery and to see it be more mainstreamed? Because I know some people don't like it, and other people are like, oh, that's cool now that, you know, more more people like cool stuff, you know? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that people can do it to make a living. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, people who, who do this on their Instagram and have, like, Patreon accounts to, like, pay the extra to see me dressed as this or do this. It's crazy. I mean, if I'm actually a little jealous. I'm like, shit, if I had only known, right? I would have started sewing a lot long, long, uh, long time ago. But, no, I think it's really cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not someone who's like in love with it. I just, you know, I think it's really neat. I, I see no reason to, to dislike it, you know. I mean, 
I know there's probably, I'm sure there's a, I'm trying to think of the right word, there's probably like a culture out there that maybe frowns upon if you're not as good. You know what I mean? I see a lot of that where, you know, there's like a certain standard. So I'm sure there's people, you know, like that, but as far as I'm concerned, go out and have a good time. Who cares? You know, do the best you can, you know, make it your own. Sounds good. And you can have a good time at Planet Funk Con, June 21st through 23rd. Anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't talked about, either about the Planet Funk Con or comics in general or whatever? Let me look through my notes here, Mr. Non-Editing of Podcasts. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Um, there's just going to be, so let's just do like a little recap, right? So we have vendors, comic book sellers, um, different toy sellers, people who make their own, you know, make their own um, items that are based on, could be a variety of things. I, that one year there was a guy who um, who crocheted little dolls and they're all like different superheroes and stuff like that. It was really cute. So like you just see all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Midnight Mausoleum, who does the, the show, I believe it's on... Do you know what channel she's on? Four, I think. I knew it was a different channel. So she's going to be there. I don't know if she's doing a panel, but I'm sure she's going to be selling her her DVDs and T-shirts and signing autographs and stuff like that. So she's going to be there. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, lots of just artists, vendors, different panels, different celebrities, and just, just a good time. The DJ competition, the video game tournament, the cosplay contest, just... A little bit of something for everybody, and if you're not into it, maybe we'll 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 get you into it. You know. Cool, cool. Anything else? This is your last chance, Ashley. Any any great last words? <laughs> great last words. Please edit this. No. <laughs> now come see us. You'll have a great time. We hope that we hope to see you there. Thank you so much. Cool, cool. Well, thank you, Ashley Rogers, for being my guest in the latest QC Uncut. Check out Planet Funk Con at the Betplex coming up uh, June 21st through 23rd. It's a very good time. And we at QuadCities.com, as always, are very happy to be partnering up with Planet Funk Con and be a sponsor of the event. So check that out. And as always, uh, continue to check out QuadCities.com for all the fun things going on in the Quad Cities. It's fun. It's free. It's local. It's QuadCities.com. And it is also the home of this podcast, QC Uncuts. I'm Sean Leary. Hope you have a great day.